0: Good morning. It's evening, everybody. If you will, let's turn to Genesis 47. Genesis 47. Lord willing, next hour, we'll look at the work of the church. But this hour, the title of the message is, When Everything Fails. I know the feeling. A lot of things break. now I'm saying. The mind breaks down. The body breaks down. One by one, each appliance in my house is breaking. <laughs> this well pump broke. It's just one thing after another. Money's failing. This nation's failing. The car's failing. I got a nail in my tire. Relationships fail either through death or through strife. Everything fails. You turn it down a little bit. Everything fails, and if you live long enough, you start realizing that. It's all gonna fail. Now, it might not be this week, but it's a coming. I want to be here as long as I can be here. I'm gonna die someday. I ain't gonna live for 400 years. It just ain't gonna happen. Everything fails, and that's good. It's real good. (laughs) People say that this morning. It's real good when everything we put our stock in and us fails. Because there's one thing that will not fail. One person that won't fail. And it's faithful for the Lord to teach us these things. Now, I, want to, I hope he'll keep our attention this morning. He won't let us drift off and get into la-la land or go nappy-nap time. I hope you stay with us. This is important. This is eternal life and death. It's real important. Here in Genesis 47 verse 5, we remember that Jacob had come and saw uh, Joseph for the first time in a long time and they fell on each other's neck and they wept a good while. Well, here in verse 5, Genesis 47 verse 5, and Pharaoh spake unto Joseph saying, thy father and thy brethren are come unto thee. The land of Egypt is before thee in the best of the land. Make thy father and brethren to dwell, make them. Say, allow them if they pretty well please. Make them. Make, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Is that what the scripture says? In the land of Goshen, let them dwell, let them stay there. Long time. All the way to death. Joseph took Jacob to meet Pharaoh. He asked how old Jacob was. And Jacob says, I'm a hundred and thirty years. You know what his confession was to that king? Few and evil. Have the days of the years of my life been? How's the years of your life been? We've had a jolly good time. Few and evil. It's a vapor. And I ain't nothing but sin. That's a good confession, isn't it? Few and evil. That's good, isn't it? He says in verse 12, Genesis 42, And Joseph nourished his father and his brethren and all his father's household. He nourished them. Now, look what it says. It's good for us to look at it with our eyes and to hear it with our ears, and maybe the Lord will put it in our hearts, okay? Verse 12. And Joseph nourished his father and his brethren and all his father's household, comma, with bread, comma, according to their families. He nourished them with bread. Remember, this is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and his people. He nourished them with bread. Joseph had everything that there was. We're about to see he had a whole storehouse full of cattle. You think he couldn't have nourished them with filet mignon? Couldn't he have nourished them with fish? Couldn't he have nourished them with with a real nice uh, steak from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse? (laughs) Couldn't he have done something good? That's what's important. about to see the importance of bread. He nourished them with bread. This ain't talking about they just made some sourdough. The Lord nourishes his people with Christ, the bread of life. Give us our daily bread. That ain't just mean don't let me starve to death today. I need Christ today. You see that? He knows I got to (laughs) eat. He made this body. He knows its needs. Famine had been taking place for two years, and they still have five years to go to the point this famine's going to go that even every little housefly is going to know there's a famine. Animals going to starve to death. I see the horses here in Southern California, and I feel so sorry for them, I can't stand it. <laughs> they're just a bag of bones, and ain't nothing for them to eat. They have to truck it in. Then you go to some lush place, and they're just plump, and their coat looks so shiny and pretty and good. Even the cattle's going to know. The nations all around the world, they're going to fall because of the famine, because that. Punishment of the Lord, his judgment coming, but that supplanter and those sorry sons of Jacob, they're going to be fine. They're going to be in the land of Goshen. The Lord's going to show that there's a difference between everybody else in the world and his people. That's what he's going to show. But this is also, I want us to see this as a picture of the sinners. This is what God does for us. This diamond has a whole lot of facets on it. Okay. And just cause somebody that ain't in this generation no more said something, don't mean it's wrong and don't mean that this is wrong. I want to see it, okay? There in Amos 8, the Lord said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, I'll send a famine in the land, not a famine of physical bread, nor a thirst for water, but a hearing of the words of the Lord. That's coming. God said so. Now what you gonna do? <laughs> what happened when Elijah, that brook dried up? He had a famine of water, didn't he? What did Elijah do? Well, time to go where there's water. <laughs> getting wagons, Lord sent wagons, let's go, <laughs> time to go, isn't it? and they shall wander from sea to sea and from north even to east, and they shall run to and fro and seek the word from the Lord, and they shall not find us, too late, too late to famine come, that was taking place all around, but Jacob and his house were fine, weren't they, they're in the land of Goshen, they're fine, Joseph, their family member, their brother, on the on the throne, isn't he? He owns all the storehouses, and he loves them. They're fine. They have not a worry in the world. That's what David said. I've been young, now I'm old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed be begging bread. I've seen some other people wanting to find a gospel, but those that know Christ, I've never seen them wanting. The Lord makes a way. He'll provide for it, and he'll put that gospel, he'll put Christ right in front of them, put it in them. And everybody says, well, I hate the bread it used to be here. Well, you must not be his seed. You must not be that hungry. You'd go where the bread was. You'd follow the bread train, wouldn't you? He said, "His he is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. It's his seed. He's going to bless it. Every nation has fallen physically. Every nation's fallen. They might still be around. Rome's still a city. There's still some buildings there, but but no one stayed in power. That's historically accurate, isn't it? Every great nation's fallen." This country's gonna to fall too. It's just so. I won't get into it. But this is an apostate nation. That president said a couple of years ago, this ain't a Christian nation. That's right. That's so. Everybody, I mean, they flaunt flippantly Christianity and and other churches and corporate churches and all this other nonsense. But they don't know God. They don't. And they, they had his word and they had his preachers and they forsook them and they wouldn't take care of them and they tried to starve them out of town. And they'd kill them if they could. I said, Lord, let them go. Let this place go. We're an apostate nation. We're living against the word of God on absolute every front. We're killing babies. We're living on debt. We're, the children are disobedient to parents. They're rebellious to the lawmakers and to the law, saying, I won't do that. Don't you police officers tell me to do stuff. What do you think is going to happen? Well, like every other nation, this nation is going to fall. Isn't it? Every king's going to fall. Every king has died, haven't they? Save one. He sits on his throne. Physically. Every king, we're all kings. That's what the Lord, we think we're kings, right? I tell He makes us kings and priests. Uh, we think we're the boss. You're going to bow. I'm going to bow. A hundred percent. Totally. It's going to happen. Now, it'll either happen in this life, and that's called salvation, or it's going to happen in judgment. But We're going to bow to one. Aren't we? The king. Everything we put our trust in is going to cave. Everything we put our trust in, our knowledge, our understanding, our wisdom, our time, our our experiences, it's all going to wither away except a person. Not the doctrines of grace, Christ, the person. Verse 13, and there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very sore. So that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when money failed, when money failed, I got a bunch of money. You know, I saw pictures of that in Germany uh, before the Second World War. They were taking wheelbarrows full of Deutschmarks to buy a loaf of bread. It feels like we ain't far from that now. <laughs> loaf of bread's $8. <laughs> Whew, green beans, $4 a can. Ain't far from it. Money failed. It happened. It happened recently down in Argentina and it may happen here. But money failed. And when money failed in the land of Egypt, verse 15, in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread. For why should we die in thy presence for the money failing? All of a sudden, money ain't worth nothing, and I still need bread. Now, used to, I could buy my own bread. But it's just been shown to me that what I can provide for this bread ain't worth nothing. You're just going to have to give it to me, or I'm going to die. Do you see that? you get that? Some of you do. I see one or two smiles. Like there. You're going to have to give it to me. I can't buy it. I can't buy it. Turn to Haggai. You got Matthew, and then go left, three books. You got Matthew, Zechariah, Habakkuk, and then Haggai going to the left. Haggai, Haggai came because the Lord told the people to b- rebuild the temple, and then Zechariah came. He was the bad cop. Zechariah was a good cop, seems. But the people said, well, "We can't build the temple." Just excuses, excuses, excuses is what they had, and they said, "Well, I saw the temple before, and if we rebuild the temple now, it won't be as good as the new temple or as the old temple, and that well, we just can't afford to build it." That's what other people say, isn't it? I've heard that before, other other assemblies of of the Lord's saints in this nation. Now, they can afford that, but we can't. Well, how come they can afford it, and we can't? I heard a pastor ask a congregation that one time. They said, well, we can't do it. And I said, why not? Other people can Why can't you? Go read Corinthians. (laughs) It was the poor folks that did it, wasn't it? They couldn't afford it. Whose money was it that they had anyway? Back in Haggai's day, they had some money. Whose money was it? It was the Lord's money. The, the money that all them Egyptians had that Joseph gathered up, whose money was that? It's the Lord's money. All the money I have now, whose money is it? It's the Lord's money. He gave it to me. I'm a, I hope I hit this later on, but I want to I put stars all around it in my notes. I want, you, I want you to get you a pencil and write this down. Believers do not tithe. I hope I preach on giving here soon. I'll give him eight words of about giving that Paul gave and Henry gave and Spurgeon gave and everybody else. Believers don't tithe. Other people tithe. Church people might tithe. Rich people might tithe. Poor people might tithe. Religious, they may tithe. Believers don't tithe. Well this Lord gave me this 90%'s mine and ten percent's his. No it's not. It's all his. It is. The heart the heart's not law. We want love gives. My daughter just went out of town. And if I said, how much do you need? How much? That's cold, is She said, I need $20. And I said, well, can I give you $40? Will you take 100 That's what love does. You see the difference between need and what can I do? Big difference. Big difference. Believers don't tithe. What, why did money start to fail? It's a good thing. Look here in Haggai 2, verse 7. Haggai 2, verse 7. It says, I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver, go go out there in them hills that nobody's ever dug in. Underneath them hills is silver. He goes, that's mine. He said, and the gold, y'all worried about gold? What's the price of gold this week? Oh, we got to invest in precious metals. The mine that ain't never been found that's full of gold, God said, that's mine. I made it, it's mine. All the silver's mine, and the gold's mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house, y'all worry about these things. It's gonna fail, but the glory of my house come, you say it won't be as nice as the one before, shall be greater than that of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. Why is it gonna be greater, Lord? Why? Now, it's money don't matter, and and your house is gonna be greater than it, than it was before. Why? And in this place will I give peace. That's what it says. In this place, I'm, you want peace? There wasn't no peace before. We had a bunch of money though. <laughs> Miserable. He said, that's all mine. You're going to have peace, what I'm going to give, saith the Lord of hosts. How can I be rich if money's failed? I'm one of the richest men on earth. I'm the, I am the richest man on earth. Like, well, I thought Elon Musk was. No, hush and listen. I'm the richest man on earth. You know why? But God, who is rich in mercy... That's what I needed. I needed the bread of life. I wasn't alive. I was dead. I needed life. And I needed Christ who is life. And you know what he did? Gave me a bunch of it. Every day. Ain't quit. Ain't going to quit. That's so. He's rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ. O.C.A. Tenley wrote, he said, If the world from you withhold all its silver and its gold, and you have to get along with meager fare. You just remember in his word. That's, a, that's the Lord's sirs. Remember what God said, how he feeds the little bird. He said, ain't you worth more than a sparrow? You take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. David said, I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous begging bread. Ain't never happened. Well, people twiddle their thumbs and say, Well, there just ain't no gospel church here. Well, you ain't that you ain't begging yet. <laughs> you ain't hungry yet. It's a pretense. Back in our text are in Genesis 47, verse 16. Genesis 47, 16. And Joseph said, Give your cattle, give you cattle, and I will give for you, for your cattle. If money fail. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses, and for the flocks, and for the cattle of the herds, and for the asses. And he fed them with bread for all their cattle for that year. He said, You bring me cattle, and I'll give you bread. You know what the scriptures say? The uh, wise man doesn't trust in his horses his horses, Lord's teaching us that we don't just know that, you have to be taught it you have to go through experiences it's necessary, and he said you bring me your cattle, let's rewind did Joseph need that money could you go up to Elon Musk or somebody, Bill Gick, I don't know, pick one whoever it is for that generation, and say buddy I really need something, I'm going to give you $20 <laughs> they don't need $20 Joseph didn't need their money, does he need cattle, he don't need their cattle he don't. They got to be taught that. They're got to give up their cattle to be taught he don't need cattle. Look here in Psalm fifty. Psalm fifty. We it's good to look at it and to, and to, and to read it and not just have somebody read it to you, because we know these things. Some of these verses the the the, the world's never heard. That's what Kirman had to go down to the basilica or whatever, and they got Christ all the way down at the bottom in all the paintings, and he ain't got no arms. Somebody said, why ain't he got no arms? I don't remember reading that. They said, we ain't got no arms, it's your arms. You ever read the Psalms? Like, that ain't what the word says. We know what this word says, and we know what it means. Isn't that precious? Not just to know, but to understand. Lord said, glory in that. That's a good thing, because he's done it, hasn't he? Look here in Psalm 50, verse 7. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I'll take no bullock out of thy house nor he goats out of thy folds for because every beast of the forest is mine and every cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field. They're They're mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee for the world's mine. And the fullness thereof. Well, how come he gave us them laws about sacrificing these these lambs and they had to cook it? and, it all, and There's a whole lot of rules with all these things because it pointed to him, to his lamb, to Christ. That's why. All, you going to go through all this stuff just to have a picture? You mean that whole physical nation of Israel for a couple thousand years has walked this earth just to be a picture of what Christ does to his people? Yes, he said, I've given nations for you. given Seba for thee. He would do that. He gave his son for us. I think he can swing a nation. We ought to value Christ more than we do nations, shouldn't we? He said, "I will eat." Will I eat? Verse thirteen. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving. When we see all that, when we see the magnitude of it, what ought you to do? Look right there in verse fourteen. It says, "Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows to the Most High. Thank (laughs) Him." Thank you. They come to Joseph's. Well, I gave him a cattle, and he gave me bread for a whole year. You're going to learn that cattle wasn't worth nothing but a burden. You think, you think Joseph's got to feed them cattle now, don't he, physically? <laughs> it's a, they were trying to get people to buy goats for them uh, homeless folks in Africa. So you can send a goat and two chickens. Well, that's just two more mouths to feed, ain't it? <laughs> you ain't doing them people no favors. They need water. They ain't got no food. Offer up Thanksgiving. And he says, verse 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. That's going to be the response. You're going to need me. You're going to be in in cattle ain't worth nothing, and you're going to call upon me in the day of trouble, and I'm going to deliver you, and you're going to thank me again and glorify me. You know what's going to happen next week? He's going to do something that's going to make us thank him. His children are a thankful people. Well, not everybody's thankful. People, well, yeah, no, ain't no. Most people ain't thankful. His children are. His people's are thankful people. Now back in our text, Genesis forty-seven, verse eighteen. Genesis forty-seven, eighteen. When that year was ended, remember they get brought all the money. The money failed. They brought the cattle. They're fed for a year, but that that year ended up. They run out of bread again. When that year was ended, they came unto him the second year. And said to him, We will not hide it from my Lord. This, this verse right here is just, if I could stand here for six or eight months, it'd be great. There's so much here. The Lord looks on the heart. And today, uh, people's watched me do bad things. I've sinned against you. And, and God's people are honest. He makes them, that new heart that's in them. They say, I'm the man. That's me. And I ain't going to hide it from you. Lord, I ain't going to hide it from you. They said, we will, we will not hide it. From my Lord, how that our money spent, money ain't worth nothing. My Lord also hath our herds of cattle. You got everything, that ain't worth nothing either. There is not aught left in the sight of my Lord. There's nothing left. Anything we've ever throughout time, slowly but surely, year by year, have put stock in is gone. It's gone. But our bodies and our land. Me and, and the ground I'm standing on. That's it. That's all I've got. Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes? About to die. Stay with me. This is life and death, okay? We're gonna die. Both we and our land. What's the only? This whole thing is we got now we're uh four years in to famine, right? And everybody has been brought to Joseph. And all these things come to pass. And think of the carnage that's happened. Think of the little children that started death. Think of the cattle that started death. And poor cows and everything else. Throughout the lands and all the world. Everything's been brought to Joseph. And we've come to him and he's fed us. And then he's fed us again. And I ain't got nothing. I mean, I'm stripped. I got this body and that's it. It ain't worth nothing either. What's my only hope? Verse 19. Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes? Both we and our land. Buy us. <laughs> you get it. You see that? You're gonna to have to buy me. And this land of ground, whatever ground I'm holding down at this minute, that's my way. That's where I lay down. That's where I walk. That's where I work. That's what we're standing on. Is is has everything to do with our daily life, is not it? You ever just floated for a day and didn't need the ground? <laughs> Some people do in their minds, I guess. A little helium in them, but you have to buy it all. And you buy us and buy our land, and we and our land will be the servants unto Pharaoh. And give us seed that we may live and die not. Give us incorruptible seed that the land be not desolate. And Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. For the Egyptians sold every man his field because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. They were absolutely desolate, that's a good place to be. Physically, we we, we don't want those things, do we? To spiritually be brought to absolute desolation and say, Lord, you have to buy me. That's my only hope. That's it. And I'm going to be your servant, and everything I touch is going to be yours because it's yours anyway. You just taught me that in the last three years. (laughs) I'm thick-headed. It takes a long time. I'm your servant, profitable servant. That's what I want to be. Don't you? You want to be a profitable servant? I don't, want to be a, I don't want to be a security guard on that wall of Jerusalem that's sleeping. We had a boy intentionally went to sleep in the watchtowers and more. We had a strong talk. They said, if they don't kill you, we will. You're watching us while we sleep. Better wake, wake up. Awake. That's a good place to be. Not only to give yourself. Give your heart to Jesus. That's what the world says. That's what false... Prophets say, that's wrong. What did it say? Buy us. I can't buy me. I can't do nothing. That's good. Buy us. Buy us. You're the only one that can. That's a good place to be. Paul said, what? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? He did that. And you are not your own, but you are bought with a price. Cover me in the blood. That's the price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. He owns both of them. He bought it. He bought it. Joseph was generous on everybody, wasn't he? He was merciful and bountiful to Israel. Yes, But he, there was a difference, but he was kind to all. Our Lord is too. Even on those that cuss him, we were that way. We were at war with him. You hated God whenever you was a teenager and you was a young adult in the 30s and 40s and all that stuff. You thought you was raising your children of the gospel. We we didn't even know what the gospel was yet. He hadn't come yet. We thought it was a thing or a systematic piece of junk on a paper. It's a person. And he came. And we said, he's been good to us this whole time. I was making myself the elder and the founder and the glory seeker and the king and everything else. And he was good to me even when I was spitting in his face. He was. Christ said on this earth, he said, For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and he sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. And then he comes to us one day and says, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. You're working yourself to death and works religion. And that could be reformed or whatever else you want to call it, but you're trying to do something to please God and debt him to you. And your money ain't worth nothing, your cattle ain't worth nothing, you ain't worth nothing, but I bought you. And that's rest. You quit working. Now, as soon as all that labor is done, now we can get to it. Now we can. Now we can work the works of God. Now we can start forgiving and being merciful and loving and long suffering and being kind and generous to one another. <laughs> what you need? Ha ah, ha! What can we do? We can do more. Let's do it. Verse twenty-one. And as for the people, he removed them to to cities from one end of the borders of Egypt and to the other end thereof he puts us in that city of refuge doesn't he only the lands of the priest bought he not for the priest had a portion assigned them of Pharaoh and did not eat their portion with Pharaoh and did eat their portion which Pharaoh gave them wherefore they sold not their lands I ain't got time to touch on it but there's a lot of false prophets that get fed well don't they and 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 the great depression came on our nation there was false churches everywhere business was they're building new buildings our rent's going up everything's getting more expensive we don't know if we're going to make it all the false people out there well they're selling raffle tickets and having yard sales and everything else they're doing good their eyes bug out with fatness I, what's going on and, and like David until I go in the house of the Lord I see their end then I want to I have a broken heart and I want to go preach to them don't you don't you want to talk to them people we say we love we'll see it next hour if we loved them we'd be chopping roofs holes in this roof try to get them in here Instead of just saying we love it, we'd do the love. That's what would happen. Anyway, verse 23. And Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I bought you this day in your land of Pharaoh. Lo, here is your seed for you, and you shall sow the land. And it shall come to pass in the increase that you shall give a fifth part unto Pharaoh, and four parts shall be your own for seed of the field and for your food and for them of your household and for food for your little ones. The law hadn't come in yet levitical law yet and the count them of double honor hadn't come in yet but joseph gave them here 20 percent. they said no you keep the rest of it for you that's that's for favor that's for the lord keep his house and they said thou hast saved our lives that ain't nothing it's reasonable sacrifice let us find grace in the sight of my lord and we will be pharaoh's servants we'll be fair. we'll serve you any way we can you just let us find grace. That's what's needed. That's what's needed. If we see these Egyptians as us, yes, uh, there is a difference. You could pull that out and say, well, that's the, that's the heathen world, and here's the land of Goshen because the Lord never taxed them. We're not under no law. We don't have no quid pro quo on us. Christ saved us from the from curse of the law. That, you could do those things, but if we see these Egyptians as us Gentiles being saved, and they're all in Goshen, that's that promised land. Remember was looking last week? That's a believer going home for eternity. Well, I'm still here. I ain't in Goshen yet. I'm still here in this land of Egypt. I got to work. That's why God put me on this earth. I got something to do. i get after it. There'll come a time we'll just sit around and the Lord teach us all day long. It's going to be wonderful. There'll be no more tears. But for now, until we go to that land of Goshen, verse 26, And Joseph made a law over the land of Egypt unto this day that Pharaoh should have the fifth part except the land of the priest only, which became not Pharaoh's. They were taxed exempt. (laughs) And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt and the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein and grew and multiplied exceedingly. They did. How could they multiply? Because money ain't worth nothing and cattle ain't worth nothing, and we don't care and our body ain't worth nothing. Well, now my body's doing okay and I got a bunch of cattle and I got plenty of money. When I don't care for it. Now, I'm just minding it. It ain't mine. I'm just babysitting it. That's all I got to do. Easy peasy, isn't it? Turn over to Isaiah 55. I'll close. Isaiah 55. That's what I thought was interesting, too. David had said, Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want in them that fear him. There's no lack. He said, you lacked anything? I said, we've lacked nothing. He said, the young lions do lack And they suffer hunger. Young lions do. I'm reading Psalm 34. I want you to turn to Isaiah 55. David said the young lions lack. Do you know what the the picture of Egypt was? They declared themselves. They they said, I'm going to put a picture of me. Everybody looks at me. You're going to see that picture. It's a lion. That's what them sphinxes are. It's a lion with a man's face. (laughs) They said they're young lions. They suffer hunger. They all suffer famine, don't they? But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come ye children, hearken unto me. I'll teach you the fear of the Lord. That's something to eat on. Lord turns us from our wanting to have cat-like abilities <laughs> to lean on the line of the tribe of Judah. To stop making ourselves those things and to look to him. That's what he said in Revelation 5. Weep not. We not behold the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. He's prevailed to open the book. Him, him. Not not a line with my face on it. That's just all it is. Isaiah 55. Money's failed, cattle's failed, I failed, land's failed, everything's failed. He's faithful. He says, Isaiah 55, 1. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Come ye buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? We spend a lot of money on stuff that ain't Christ the bread, don't we? And your labor for that which is not which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness, incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Come and eat. Right when we ain't got nothing to buy with, when we ain't got nothing to offer, and we're starving to death, he says, eat all you can eat. And we just get filled up. Because <laughs> it's him. Don't just My heart, my cup's running over. I don't know. You, don't that get you excited? Don't that make an elephant tap dance? That's good news, isn't it? It's him. All right, let's pray together. Father, thank you for this word. Lord, thank you for the, the living word that we can't exhaust. Lord, thank you for the providence you give us and the famines and the times of plenty and the times of thin and that we see your word as magnificent. And your Savior, you've provided the lamb you've given for us as all and in all. It all testifies of him. It's, it's magnificent, Lord. Thank you for giving us an understanding of your will and your word. and Though we see in part, we're thankful. Thank you for saving us, Lord. Thank you for the blood of Christ. And if it's because of him, we approach your throne. Amen. All right, we'll meet back at uh, 1030.